Good morning. It is first thing Friday so it's time for fix. My weekly newsletter, this is the audio version made with a synthetic voice from Amazon Polly. Read the original, with all the links, at addictivelondon.com. AdTech quite a lot of movement in AdTech this week, after quite a fallow period where not much has happened. Google are pushing on with their privacy sandbox, bringing it into Android so now making it work in apps. Still a long way to go, but Google are committed. The next challenge is to have app owners adopt this, at least for testing. They quote a few, including Snap, who are positive. Kieran O'Kane of AdExchanger is one of Google's most consistent knockers. His latest podcast features two US big hitters as guests and focuses on European ad tech, and how that is viewed by the US players. One of the European ad tech stars talked about was Criteo, which is currently up for sale. News they are shedding people, along with a rumor they will close the London office, suggests they are cleaning house in preparation. Digiday have speculated on the popular idea that the trade desk are the obvious buyer, really good take on this. Another topic covered was the EU approving cooperation between European mobile network operators, opening the door for a telco lead ads business. The discussion covered some of those who have tried before, AT&T, Web, Singtel etc. and was generally negative. I am not so sure. The telcos have long believed they should share in the riches created by the web that they facilitate. And watching grocers and Hollywood reap the rewards of new ad models will irk a new generation of MNO execs. Kieran has done one of his whiteboard sessions on the opportunity, well worth watching. Behind all the positive news, we still have the problem that ad tech has a reputation as a black hole for brand budgets. It still amazes me that the ISBA report, showing that 15% of a multi-million pound spend just evaporates, had such little impact. I cannot think of any other industry where that finding would not cause a scandal. But it was met by silence, most of the industry sat on their hands and whistled nonchalantly. To their credit ISBA have revisited the topic and things look to have got better, but is that true? A legal expert comments that the new report shows we still have a long way to go, highlighting some of the issues. Unfortunately, only disclosed media buys were explored, and with 20% of data fields omitted, for either legal or technical reasons, there is still a long way to go before we can claim any success. It is frustrating, and indicative of how deep the industry's problem with transparency is, that the limitations of the study are overlooked. Are you sure you are not wasting a chunk of your money? Merchant. As e-commerce reverts to the norm after the pandemic we now see the effect of the cost of living crisis. Takeaway food orders in January were 12% down year-on-year and Walmart report higher demand for private label, which tend to be priced lower than branded CPGs. The latest results from DoorDash show that their Q4 was good and their diversification into grocery should help going forward, they now have 75k non-restaurant partners. The BBC think the whole takeaway sector started 50 years ago with an Edinburgh chippy called Terry's, delivering fish suppers in 15 minutes for just threepence more. Now the focus is on logistics, Target is setting up 15 delivery hubs or sortation centers which it sees as the evolution of picking and packing in existing stores. The other battlefield is around the customer experience with Farfetch seeking to win fashion brands as brands like Supreme move onto the Shopify platform. More evidence that live shopping is still growing with Amex-backed firework featured on the podcast of former Publicis exec Rashad Tobaccowala. Their attempt to win shoppable commerce from TikTok hinges on their ability to create an exciting event on a brand's own site, using their own real estate over renting it from TikTok or Instagram. Firework were chosen by the fresh market to run their live commerce, and develop a video ad opportunity. These new live video streams will allow for click-to-cart shopping and ad placements that charge on a CPM basis. China. Shine are making headlines in the UK now. 
Both the Telegraph China is mounting an economic assault on Gen Z and the mail the truth about the world's fastest fashion brand are pretty negative. How long before they start to worry about Temu? Their Super Bowl ad was well received and their growth looks strong, and parent Pindua Duo have deep pockets. AI. The coverage of AI is moving on. Now we see brands like Coke talking up their innovation strategy around AI tools in the New York Times, like others, running stories on chat GPT making threats. In a two-hour conversation with our columnist, Microsoft's new chatbot said it would like to be human, had a desire to be destructive and was in love with the person it was chatting with. As people learn how to use the new tools it's pretty easy to build things that make good headlines, but the real action is in the groundswell of creativity as people test and learn. But the evolution from toy to tool needs to happen and I saw a preview of some great training, designed for marketers, from friends working on Superheroic. It was a really useful session, turning the hype into really practical ways of working. Highly recommended. TikTok. The distrust of TikTok amongst governments and regulators isn't going away. The European Commission have banned TikTok from work devices. A commission spokeswoman said staff were told to remove TikTok if it was installed on their work devices. Personal devices that have work-related apps, such as a professional email app, were also banned from having TikTok, she said. The decision was made. Regulatory scrutiny intensifies with new rules on content moderation that affect TikTok like their rivals, but as part of the compliance we learn how many users they have in the EU. TikTok said on Friday in a blog post it had counted an average of 125 million monthly active users in the block between August 2022 and January 2023. Meta announced this week that there were approximately 255 million average monthly active EU-based users on Facebook and about 250 million users on Instagram between June and December 2022. Twitter said it had almost 101 million users in the EU on average in the last 45 days. YouTube said over 401 million Europeans were using its video-sharing platform. It's not quite clear whether these figures exclude the UK, now we are outside the EU, but TikTok does include us. The real action at TikTok is the content. The new Hilton ad, a 10-minute opus featuring Paris Hilton, is good and their trivia game sounds fun. Anthony and I continue to celebrate interesting work in our good TikTok creative and this week we looked at Monster, Gatorade, and Prime. Merchant Media. To me the big question around merchant media remains who is going to make this happen. Shopper marketing teams don't get the media part. Media teams don't get the whole shopper marketing piece. And lots of noise, with a retail media event just about every week in London, as vendors try and position themselves in the space. This one from the IAB Europe and Pubmatic is quite interesting. One group who have it working well are Tesco and Dunhumby where their first mover advantage still holds and they have plenty of case studies. So the fact they see a need to share the nine retail media terms every agency team needs to know says a lot. As retail media grows increasingly important to CPG brands, the same becomes true of their agencies. The more that brands rely on retail media as a way of achieving their marketing goals, the more they need their media agencies to understand and engage with it. And as much as that means having a technical understanding of retail media's many mechanisms, it also means having a good grasp on industry terminology. A former Amazon ads exec shares smart thinking on managing a portfolio of brand and products by focusing on brand halo. Agencies. Ad tech banker Terence Kawaya is always entertaining, but incredibly sharp too. His keynote at the Forest conference was built around his thinking on agencies with a few Hollywood classics remixed as well. But his suggestions make perfect sense, focus on the things we focus on. Speaking at a different event full of brand people P&G CMO Mark Pritchard talked of how they have in-house lots of work, but still needing agencies that can see round corners. 
he talks of how the business is using data and tech to make a real business difference. Asked about tech he nailed it. The best way, we found, to do it, don't talk about the algorithms, don't talk about the technology, don't talk about AI, said Pritchard. Talk about the outcome you want. What are we trying to achieve? Former Group exec Brian Weiser has gone deep into the latest results from the big holding companies and sees a healthy sector. And a new report from Credit Suisse is also bullish upgrading both WPP and Publicis to outperforms. Key reasons are that many of the threats forecast to affect this sector have not materialized. In-housing has been restricted to low-margin areas, the consultants have yet to make real inroads and GAFA seem to have given up any ambition to disintermediate agencies. If anyone would like a copy of the report ping me. New TV Netflix are cutting subscription prices in a number of markets, particularly the Middle East, Latam and some Eastern European countries. This is quite a turnaround but as the competition expands globally you can see that Netflix would want to protect their customer base. At some point they will be able to offer their paid-for option but I imagine it's a while before the Croatian or Iranian markets will garner much ad revenue. It's not clear how this move ties into the crackdown on password sharing, but they need to protect user numbers. In an FT homage to the cultural significance of password sharing, logins have become valued as a token of friendship and as a weapon of revenge, the FT say Netflix believe 100 meters households are sharing passwords. Deal with that in the right way and the firm could add significant number of customers and boost revenues. Get it wrong, though. In Europe we are yet to see the fast channels have much impact. But in the US they are thriving, Fox owned Tubi offers 200 channels and 50,000 shows. They have announced 64 meters monthly active users, with total viewing up 44% year-on-year. Samba TV has a good report on UK and German TV viewing highlighting that over 90% of ads reach just over half of linear viewers. Plus plus. Amazon completes one medical takeover after FTC nod, discounts membership, Reuters. Amazon welcomes one medical the official blog post from Amazon. Meta Verified won't let you change name, username or profile photo for now. The maze is in the mouse. What ails Google? And how it can turn? By Praveen Seshadri. Bada bing, why Microsoft wants Google to dance, napkin math, every. Web push for web apps on iOS and iPodos, WebKit. Super Bowl social spend shifted away from Twitter and toward TikTok, Reddit. Roblox reports fourth quarter and full year 2022 financial results. Whatever happened to the metaverse? FT.